What's up, everybody? Yep, it's another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. As always, you can find it at compileswift.com and you can reach out to me, your host, at peterwidham.com. We've got a bunch of things in this episode. What a busy week or couple of weeks, I think, since I spoke to you all. But it's been crazy. Okay, so first up, it is time to say goodnight, thank you, and goodbye to the iPod. Now, I want to talk about that for a minute because it's a really kind of important thing. If you think about what the iPod did, firstly, it really propelled Apple back into the spotlight. And, and I get you, there's some discussion we could have there, but it really did. The iPod has been so iconic over the years for so many things. And then, of course, especially as well, the iPod Touch. And I don't know about you, but the iPod for me, from the click wheel version through to the touch version, has been something that has been with me everywhere I go. And it has saved me from long, very boring plane flights across the oceans. It has entertained me no end on subways, on trains, long car journeys, you name it. And it really was a turning point in both, I I feel anyway at least, in hardware design and also the way that we think about a lot of things. And so it's really sad to see it go. But of course, I'll be honest, I'm not surprised. I think this was always going to happen eventually. But it's something that, yeah, I'm sad to see it go. And I have, I still have an old white click wheel version. And I have one of the later ones with the version that had the black front with that did the video and was like a 120 gig hard drive. And I still got one of those. And so I'm glad that I kept them. What I didn't keep, and I really wish I had now, was I had the first generation iPod Touch. And this was before I had an iPhone. Even when the iPhone came out, I didn't have the original iPhone. And this thing just blew my mind. It it just was incredible. Not only because of the touch interface, but the, the fact that this very small, flat piece of hardware could let me carry my music collection around, it, it just blew my mind. And really, like I say, it became something that I kept in my pocket all the time. So iPod, thank you so much. Love you dearly. And I hope you enjoy your retirement. And hopefully... A lot of folks out there kept their iPods. Funny enough, I looked up recently. The I toyed with the idea of getting the latest iPod Touch just to have one. And the, the prices are already going up. So I was like, eh, okay, it's not worth it for that price. But anyway, iPod Touch, there you go. Now, the other thing here is, if you think about this for a second, and I haven't tried it yet with the latest version of Xcode, which I'll talk about, 13.4, but... Whenever you create an iOS application, it always defaults to the iPod Touch 7th generation, I think it was. So I need to check and see if they've changed that. I guess they will be, right? And I always thought it was funny because one of the first things I would change is I would always change it to some flavor of iPhone. And I could never understand why Apple always defaulted to the iPod Touch, even today, or at least yesterday until they killed it off. So we'll see what they do now that they've killed it off. But that's an interesting note there because I'm so used to doing that in the tools. If they now switch that up, I'm going to have to get used to not doing it. 
But just a kind of little funny side thing there. So that's the iPod Touch, or the iPod, I should say. And goodbye to that. Moving on, let's talk about all the releases this week. We see new OS versions across the board. We have a new Xcode version, 13.4. I have yet to test it for my major complaint about always preparing my watch for Apple development. And we'll see if that's fixed. I don't know. Well, I've got to try it. I'll be sure to let you know because I thought they'd fixed it for me in 13.1, uh, 13.3.1 or whatever it was. But no, it wasn't. So we'll see. Hopefully that's fixed because, funny enough, I've now seen more and more people complaining about it. So I'm not crazy. We'll see what happens there. But yes, 13.4 is out. Supports, of course, the latest Swift version and all the latest operating system versions um, and general bug fixes, right? Given that it's always going to see bug fixes and improvements, just like every release notes ever in the App Store, I think. So we got that. And we've got all the new iOS versions. I've updated all my devices and everything else. And so far, it's been okay. Certainly, the upgrade process was smooth for me across all my devices. I also noticed today that Apple released Swift Playgrounds 4.1 for the iPod and the Mac. I haven't tried it yet, but I still love the fact that this even exists. It's kind of like an Xcode light for me. I don't know if that's how you will see it, but Swift Playgrounds really has, I think, opened up so many opportunities for folks, not only for folks looking to get into coding and the easier way to learn to do that, thanks to a lot of their excellent sort of built-in tutorial books or whatever they call them now. And also it gets kids involved, which I you know, think is hugely important. But it also provides us the, the more, gosh, I hate to say more experienced developers, but I guess that's what it is. It provides us a playground, literally, to um, put in things and play around with them when we don't have Xcode around. I will say that Swift Playgrounds is good enough the for just testing things out and lots of stuff like that yeah i don't necessarily need my laptop wherever i am in the house to to do that and i use swift playgrounds so it go, continues to go from strength to strength going to be very interested to see where this goes at wwdc this year wwdc 22 dc 22 see what happens there on the the playgrounds front and of course the xcode front but anyway we've got those I'm assuming, guessing, these are the last big, in quotation, big updates between now and WWDC, unless something terrible happens. And then we'll be talking about the next version of everything, which will be exciting, as certainly we all start to get excited about that and start messing around with them. So that's the updates for that this week. I also put out a, a post... And in the previous podcast episode, and I'll put links in the show notes for all of this stuff, of course, but I haven't seen anything new on the cleanup of the Apple App Store. I don't know if anyone else has. I've been trying to keep an eye on it, especially as I've got some releases coming up but for the App Stores. But I haven't seen anything new on that, so I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see on there. I've been spending a lot more time again with Swift UI. I've actually started playing around a little bit with SceneKit because... That feels like a natural progression for me from where I started learning SpriteKit and, of course, the Compile Swift community game. Check that out if you haven't already. And on the live streams, Compile Swift on twitch.tv. 
on there as well. But I also wanted to start playing around with some of the 3D stuff in Scene Kit. And I don't think I've mentioned this before, but something that really I have grown to appreciate in some of the other game engines like uh, Unity and the Epic Unreal Engine, um, I really like their visual scripting tools. And I think it would be huge to have something like that for game development on the Apple platforms. I think that it's more painful than it needs to be, even for experienced coders, to, to work with game development in the native uh, tools, Xcode, really, and the Apple platforms. And I think it would hugely benefit from some visual scripting tool like that. If someone brought one out, I think I'd just buy it because I'm, I'm totally convinced that for game development, this is a just heaven sent. I've, I can rapidly prototype things so much quicker with that. I don't know that I'd use it for apps, but for games, I think it's fine. And I would love to see something like that on the Apple platform. Who knows what we're going to see a dub dub this year, but you know that would be interesting as well. So much as we're ramping up towards you know, dub dub DC this year and a lot of excitement building. I'm not really going to talk about the hardware and all those rumors out there. We all know, right, there's going to be a new iPhone and everything else this year. Probably won't look visually much different because let's face it, has it really changed that much over the years? No. Um, not going to touch on any of those rumors, but I think we're going to leave it there for this week. If you would like to reach out to me or if you have anything that you would like me to feature on the podcast, I would be only too happy to do so. You can reach out to me on any of the social networks. Just look for Compile Swift. Or, of course, you can go to compileswift.com and there's a form there. And like I say, my personal website, peterwidham.com, you can always reach out to me. With that, folks, have a great one and I will speak to you again soon.